Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk, and happy Easter week. It is Easter week. We're thankful that you, thankful. We're thankful that you're joining what us. What was that? I don't know. It's, that was uh, like a Southern British. I, was, uh, I usually talk too fast, and that was like the word wouldn't come out of my mouth. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's but, like um, me in third service. <laughs> it's like, did I say that already? I don't know. And I just stutter and yeah, mess up my hard. words. You're man. always second guessing yourself in third yeah. service, no matter what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Did we, we sing a- that already. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, it'd be funny if you repeated a song. Right? I may have, no, I don't think I've done that. Oh, we did do that chorus, seven, those seven words, <laughs> so 11 seven times words already. 11 times, that's right. I'm not going to let you live that one down. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Okay. Hey, we took a week off last week. Hope we had a week to catch up on some uh, episodes that you missed. And we are coming to you with a very special episode this week for Easter week. We're going to focus on Easter. <laughs> wow. Yeah, very special. For Easter, we're going to focus on Easter. Because it's a big deal. So uh, more on why Easter is a big deal in a second. But first, let's just check in. How you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm good. Yes. It's been... It's been it's been. It's been, man. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, like, that's why we took a break last week. Yeah, we're just like, you know what? Yeah. We've we've been Absolutely. going hard and going, and then spring break and coming back, and we uh, moved offices, like our offices. Moved offices. Here, I think that was they the are, probably. They are being destroyed as yeah. we speak, and uh, we all moved into temporary offices, which are actually like kind of funny because it's in our old children's building. For those of you not familiar with our campus, it was not being used. It's kind of dank and dark. Ironically, it's a little nicer than yes <laughs> than yes. the offices we were yes. actually in. Uh, clouds of smoke going up as those offices were demoed. Uh, and so we all had to move stuff and it was chaotic. So we were like, Hey, let's, I have a beautiful view right now of the water Yeah, through rubble. (laughs) It's It's kind of like, (laughs) it's piled up like Tim, like being like, yeah. In in a country where you're like, Oh wow, that's beautiful here. Yeah. But there's so much devastation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Um, but we're, uh, this week on Easter. Yeah, that's right. right. We're going to focus. But before we talk about Easter, like, do you just have any great Easter memories growing up? Any, anything special at Easter? Well, we went to Easter once at church. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we went to church once, one time. There you go. I remember it. Was Uh, there an Easter bunny at the church? No, there wasn't an Easter bunny at the church. What about churches that do that? Like, yeah, I got some very strong opinions and mixed thoughts about that. But yeah, Easter bunny's a church. But anyway, so did y'all do like Uh, Easter egg hunts? We did Easter egg hunts. Yeah. Yeah. Did the meal. We were the truly like secular family. You know, it was like a reason to get together, but like no Jesus. Yeah. Do y'all do Easter reasons for your kids now? Ah, uh, do we? <laughs> You're like, I'm never. My home parents Sunday morning, do. So. You know, I, I think it's just a lot of work and or money to do. Yeah. So Christy bought baskets like one time on yeah. sale, and we just reuse them, but we don't like stuff them with stuff yeah. or anything we're like that. Same so. way. We got well when the kids were all little. We got parent. I, I think, think we get candy on sale after Easter. Yeah, I mean that's even better. So yeah. uh, then it's discounted, and it still tastes just as good. I do. I do enjoy a good Reese's. 
Easter Ooh. egg, like because there's extra peanut butter at Christmas. I, Christmas I see. I'm more Easter of a like ra- standard Reese's guy with mm. the the mixture of peanut yeah, butter and I chocolate. Just, like, give me the give me extra peanut butter. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, we always did Easter egg hunts, and so we we do them now with the kids, and it's yeah. fun. I think we last year too. I put some like dollar bills in some, Ooh. and you know we never Ooh. give our kids Ooh. money. You spending so your like, stimulus money. Spending your stimulus money last year. There's some George. This year there's no stimulus money and inflation. So sorry, no dollar bills. We're gonna take pictures of eggs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. Every year, I think too, because like we end up with Easter eggs, like in, from Easter egg hunts in the community or their preschool. And now we don't have preschoolers, but at elementary school, we always end up with so many plastic eggs. And so I'm like, yeah, well, let's save right. them for next year. Then usually about July, when they're just thrown across the garage because the kids got into them, like they're out of here. So we're <laughs> having to find new when ones. you've stepped on one I for the last take, yeah, time. Like, I'm yeah. done with this. But yeah, I get it. So as we talk about Easter and how great Easter is, Easter is a big deal because it's celebration of the resurrection of east uh, resurrection of easter the resurrection of jesus Ooh, the freudian slip there yeah, you the know, freudian I just slip am all about the and easter speaking buddy. of secularism That's right yes yeah, why secular- do we celebrate why easter and that pagan religion celebrate easter why, and why do we celebrate easter when we do it why is it different i'm glad you asked why is easter on a different day every year do you know why? The Catholics. It's all the Catholics' fault. <laughs> Everything the Protestants have an issue with, it's the Catholics' yeah, fault. Yeah, it's all their fault. So Easter's exa- exact But we do like our holidays, That's so right. we're going to keep it. <laughs> That's right. Christmas and Easter. The exact date varies because a holiday is set to coincide with the first Sunday after the Paschal full moon, the first full moon after, basically the first full moon after spring, uh, because historically uh, Christians wanted to attach Easter to the week of Passover because uh, it's the culmination of the week of Passover, and that... Uh, uh, date does shift every year based on the Jewish calendar because the Jewish oh, calendar is Oh, it's the Jews' tied, fault, not the uh, Catholics' fault. That's right. Tied to the solar and lunar cycles. So uh, that's why it changes every year. It's the, after the, the Sunday after the first full moon of the spring equinox. Mm, so there mm. you go. Now you know, and knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. That's almost as complicated as like white elephant Christmas party <laughs> games that you play. So, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I once got invited to a white elephant Christmas party that literally had instructions printed down the back of the invitation and I was like that's kind of weird I'm glad you said white elephant Christmas story because you almost said white Christmas party I'm like that's a totally different thing (laughs) Justin wow that would be very different (laughs) hopefully you would decline that invitation yeah so do you know why where, where did the Easter bunny come from do you know this um, that's a, that's a secular thing also, yeah, right? Yeah. Fertility Easter, bunny, and, Easter eggs. Yeah. yeah you exactly. tell me, Justin, you have well, notes. So you're going to say, notes because I, gonna be I had to look up and make sure it's right. So according to quote unquote, it's a German some thing, sources, right? Easter all the Germans, the Nazis and all their holidays. Exactly. We, got, we talked about the Jewish people, the Catholics, exactly. the Germans, not all Germans. Are yeah. So Nazis, there is the tie to the, um, there was, uh, there are, there are some scholars who believe, you know, like looking back historically that. Early Christians thought it would be great to tie Christian celebrations to pagan celebrations to, you know, quote unquote, redeem them. Kind of like in the 80s when we had uh, harvest festivals instead of Halloween at our church. It was like, we're yeah. having, you know. Um, and Reese, Jesus instead of Reese's shirts. That's right. It's kind yeah. of the same mentality. Yes. Let's let's take something non-Christian and let's put a Christian spin on it. Uh, and rabbits were, at the time, a sign of fertility. And mm-hmm. so they're like, hey, let's, let's redeem this. So Easter Bunny first. First arrived in America in the 1700s with German immigrants. So now it's the Germans' fault, too, uh, who settled in Pennsylvania, transported their tradition of egg laying, uh, and the egg was a symbol of new life and has been associated with pagan festivals uh, in spring. 
So from a Christian perspective, Easter eggs are said to represent Jesus's emergence from the tomb. Now, I mean, I don't know. That's just an incorporation. I know. I'm like, seriously, because there's like stuff inside the egg. So you have to crack the egg and you have to crack the egg. Like, yeah. So Jesus cracked the tomb. This is where we get into trouble because we try to take the cultural secular things and combine them with the Jesus. Just say, hey, as Christians, we celebrate the resurrection and this stuff's fun. So we're going to do that too. Like don't, don't Don't church it up. Like exactly. Yeah. Yes. There's so many parallels to like what people try to do, what we try to do now in celebration. It's like when people try to take like all these like Disney movies and all these other movies and they're like, make them and like you see the gospel and it's like dude just you like the movie yeah okay? it's a good movie like, and yes there may be a, a redemptive arc right, in the story right. but that doesn't need to be the structure of your next sermon series right yeah exactly exactly <laughs> which many people do so mm-hmm. uh, that's another boggy talk yeah. so let's talk about some questions about Easter because as we're going into Easter uh, you know we really as Christians I mean this the, the resurrection is yeah. the big deal yeah uh, why Why is the resurrection of the big deal? So what we want to do is maybe just talk about some questions uh, that may arise about Easter uh, and the resurrection, maybe even some objections to this so that as we are talking to people about Easter, inviting people to church, uh, sharing our faith, uh, all these things that we could, you know, potentially answer some questions or objections that people have. So the first question is this, why is Easter so important? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, no, I I would go and say that whenever Rome became Christian, they did look at the their holidays through the lens now of Christ. So yeah, so some of the celebrations that they no longer believed in as a culture, uh, or at least you know officially believed in as a culture, were redeemed or re imagined with a Christian perspective. So when people trace some of this to um, pagan roots, there is, there is some validity in that. But ultimately, like today, um, you know, Romans 10 says a requirement for salvation is to believe that God w- raised Jesus from the dead. Romans mm-hmm. 10, 10, yeah. 9 and 10. And then 1 Corinthians 15 says, if Christ didn't raise from the dead, then we're to be pitied. So the resurrection of Christ is essential to our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we can talk about like, so, so I would, I would kind of pause there and say, so people who think the resurrection itself isn't that big of a deal um, are really separating themselves from God's word. Mm-hmm. And why do we care about Jesus? If he didn't raise from the gra- grave, he's to just the level a guy who got killed for yeah. being a controversial teacher. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and he claimed he would be risen, ri- mm-hmm. rise again. So like, if we don't believe he rose from the grave, then we really have no merit to even really believe anything he said. Right. And ultimately that points to the fact that he is victorious over right. death. You know, the wages of sin, the consequence of sin, Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death. The gift of God's eternal life. So it is the final nail in the coffin, so to right. speak, to death, right. his resurrection. He is, it is conquering death. You know, Jesus took on the form of flesh. And so we as humans created in the image of God, we have a, we have a physical flesh. And yeah. so, I mean, he came so that we no longer would die. Right. If, if he didn't rise from the grave, Paul says we should eat and drink and be merry. Yeah. 
and we would we should be pitied. Some of y'all <laughs> say that anyway. I'm like, you know that Paul actually said that like not to live like that, but that's you like know. the original live laugh love. Like, right. Yeah. We should just live that's laugh good. love. That's good. That's good. man, that makes some great art for Sunday school I'm gonna, classes. When we go through First Corinthians 15, I'm I'm gonna title that sermon <laughs> live, live laugh live, love, love question mark. Let's <laughs> do so, it. So yeah, we good. So I think or love in the time of cholera because right. we got to use movies, right? What is that? I don't even know. I what have that, no I've idea seen what that title. <laughs> There's no a movie. Idea. I may. That's a disease. I think. I don't know. It is in the Oregon Trail. Maybe I totally. I think I like mix up things. Anyway, it's all good. (laughs) So uh, I want to back that question up too, because I think back that thing up. Here we go. So why did Jesus even have to die? So I think this is a good Mm. question, especially parents uh, who have kids, because as we teach the gospel to our kids, we teach the kids, our kids, we teach ourselves and we teach new Christians that, you know, we are sinners separated from God because of our sin. Jesus died on the cross for our sin. Yeah. So why did Jesus have to die? Why why couldn't Jesus just come inspire, us, right? Yeah. Inspire and go back Make some to TikTok heaven. videos. Yeah. And we yeah. say, "Oh, Jesus, you're right. We're yeah. going to follow you. We surrender to you. We give our lives to yeah. you." And then he goes skip the crucifixion, skip yeah. the resurrection and just go to the ascension. Right. Why is that essential to our faith? Yeah. I mean, because of the depth of our sin and the level of God's holiness to simplify it. I yeah. mean, I think that the reason people struggle with that fully is because they don't realize how holy God is and how sinful we are. And I think, you know, that how separated we are from God by sin. And I really do think that's probably like, I'm oversimplifying it, but the issue in modern Christianity and always has been because you see, you know, these sects of uh, SCCTS of, uh, (laughs) you know, nominalism and, um, you know, different Gnosticism, these kind of things rising up. But yeah, ultimately, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're falling toward the glory of God. So God says in his holiness that there needs to be uh, a sacrifice to atone for sins. And he's the holy one who is able to, to say that. And um, all throughout the Old Testament, you know, he's really showing us that he himself will do that. Um, He himself will make the sacrifice that would make us righteous because, you know, a lamb isn't holy, you know, it isn't isn't sufficient of a sacrifice. The only sufficient sacrifice is God himself, the perfect, unblemished, spotless lamb. lamb And so... um, it's okay that you say, well, I don't like fully grasp that. But I think when you realize his holiness, like it, it shows you that. And I, Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, I'm working on a sermon for a few weeks from now. Like if our religion creates an understanding that we don't really need God for holiness, Mm -hmm. then it's false religion. And I think a lot of what people do as religious folks is really just avoid that issue yeah. of the depth of their sin. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Christ puts it for, it shows us the depth of our sin and the sufficiency of Christ, of God's love for us. Mm-hmm. So his holiness, our sin, his answer. Yes. Absolutely. Not our answer, yeah. his answer. His answer to his the work, problem of sin. Not our yes, work. that's right. And you know, without, Old Testament said, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. Yeah. And so it is, it is basically you know, the, the crucifixion is that price of sin. It is the satisfaction of God's wrath against sin, which, you know, some denominations, some branches of Christians don't want to talk about the wrath of God, right. you know, that's clearly uh, 
in scripture, you know, towards sin and it satisfies that. And that is an extension in part of his holiness. So that's, it's important to understand and explain. This is why Jesus had to die, why he couldn't just come, mm-hmm. why he couldn't just then leave, but he mm-hmm. had to die. And then he had to be raised to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to be raised to life. So I think that settles, not settles the question, but it does settle the question. Some people may still have some uh, yeah. Further, there's 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 more right, to dive, yeah, yeah. dive into. Yeah. So, well. question that people will ask: Where did Jesus go after he died, and before he was resurrected? And I think a lot of people have questions about this because some people would say that he Jesus went to hell. Uh, there's there's differing views in Christianity about what happened. Uh, here, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Yeah, I think you have to take. You have to impose that view upon a text where Paul isn't even saying that. Yeah, and that text yeah. is like the, his first. You're, you're referring to first, Ephesians. Ephesians. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. Ephesians, and there's another passage, First Peter, uh, yeah, three, right, where he yeah. talks about that. Those Cap, are the set the captives free. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's two passages that he's really that really people Ephesians draw four and, Ephesians four, and then First Peter three. And I think you're absolutely right. It is uh, when you dive into these texts, it is. Uh, I don't think that's the answer. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's what fine. Is the answer? It's yeah. fine if you think that. I mean, I don't think it's a, yeah. a essential issue. Yeah. I mean, the Bible tells us he spent time with the disciples yeah. for forty days, teaching them about the kingdom of God, and they saw him eat fish. They saw his hands, his uh, you know, his mm-hmm. wounds, and five hundred witnesses saw him alive, mm-hmm. who were still there today when the Bible was being circulated in its earliest form. So, mm-hmm. um, that's what he did. And then he, you know, ascended. So I think I think that's essential is he spent 40 days talking about the kingdom of God with mm-hmm. the disciples before he ascended. And then he entrusted them to carry on the gospel message. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of one of the weird, the things that's like hardest for me to understand, um, you know, and like envision and have faith that this is taking mm-hmm. place. But yeah. that is what the Bible tells us. Yeah. And you're talking about after his resurrection. Uh, oh, you're you know, talking about just yeah. the three days. I know that, that, that two, time. That, two and, that's and a half days, like, whatever. You know, and what's funny to me is like, I, I mean, so I think it's a great question for, you know, the mystery and trying to figure it out. But I think a lot of times, like I want to say to people, like, you're getting real hung up on this, but yeah, you're not right, real hung up right. on like actually following the things. Yeah, right. Saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but uh, going back to, yeah, I, you know, I personally don't think that he w- went to hell, right. uh, though, but he did, uh, you know, certainly he is victorious over that. Now, people can disagree with that. And I. Christians for a long time have disagreed yeah. with that. Maybe he got um, some much needed rest and then rose. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, was, it was beaten yeah. up pretty bad, and you know, all yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> you know, the question. <laughs> to, <laughs> I don't know. The question. I think he was pretty tired by that point. We don't know. He was sorry. I, mean, I don't mean to be like he was beat. I mean, yeah, yeah. And the disciples were just tiring in general. You see that throughout his life. Yeah, so. I think so. They were yeah. pretty exhausting. <laughs> no, he was raised to life. So. Let's talk about. He's alive. Ju- like, he's why alive. do people get in that? He's alive. But where did? But where did you yeah. go? Where did where he go? Did he go? What did he teach? And how about the? He's well, we alive. Know his body was in the grave. Yeah, we know that, and we know uh, spirit. I believe is with the Father. So it wasn't Judas. Yeah. Judas was found later. You know, yeah, dead. Like, exactly. And to believe that the Romans and the Jewish people are that stupid mm. to mistake Judas for Jesus is crazy, or yeah. some other person for Jesus is crazy. To believe that the Roman guards would be totally okay with losing <laughs> their life because they lost right. the body of Jesus, because that was probably yes. what happened to them, yes. is completely crazy. Like no amount of money pays for that. This mm. is a huge political idea like yes 
it's just silliness, yes. you know. To so think you're, that. you're talking about these objections. So there are people who would say Jesus didn't actually. Right. Uh, raise arise from the dead. There, he was not actually raised from the dead. So let's talk about these objections. Some of those objections are things like he didn't really die. So right. he didn't really die. He was just like almost dead. And when they put him in the tomb, they thought and, he was and, dead. And, and, but and he so didn't the princess die. B- bride was recreated, yes, right? And they came and said, he's not. Com- Completely yeah, dead. He's only a little he's bit dead. He's not all dead. He's just a little that, bit that's dead. That's essentially what people are saying. And they do that wind, wind thing in him. Yeah. Sorry. So, I, yes. It's just so funny. It's, it is. Like, I think like that's when people say that. What If you're questioning that, you're looking for a reason not to believe, I think. You know, when it's not just recorded in Scripture, but, you know, there's ancient texts. There's eyewitnesses. I mean, Jesus was dead and and honestly I say this very generously and kindly that serious scholars serious biblical scholars even non-christian biblical scholars don't question that yeah don't really question if Jesus died. actually died yeah, they don't right. yeah. and so I would just encourage you don't because it it did happen and I yeah. think whether or not you know, and I would say based on scholarship I mean based on the authority of the bible mm-hmm. but also if you're skeptic about the scriptures, scholarship, you know, doesn't really, serious scholarship doesn't really go that way. So the next uh, objection would be that this was staged, that the disciples staged it. They stole the body to make it appear that Jesus did, uh, you know, eventually, uh, you know, fulfill this promise of his resurrection that he would return. Uh, So again, like, Really? So, yeah, but and again, the Bible shows that they weren't even expecting it. So, exactly. so if if the goal of the disciples was their their fame, their you know respect, like they didn't get that from this, they yes. ended up dying. Um, they never became rich and famous because of this. And um, why would they then portray themselves in their writing as people who didn't fully get it? Like, right. the Bible doesn't. You don't read the Bible and think, man, Peter just got it. Yeah. And James and John just got it. And Thomas got it. You you read it and think, oh, these are people that yes. I'm not that far from being like. Exactly. And, and 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 not only today, like we like to like on Instagram, like, oh, we don't have it all together. Like, you know, That's but so we're really messy. do like, you know, because you clearly have some work done and all that. But I spent time curating right, this messy right, look. Yeah. But they didn't do that in their culture. Yeah. Like there was no like, hey, let's pretend, like let, let's be vulnerable so because people really about see that. Face. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like if that was their ambition, that's not how they would have went about it. And, you know, again, you're just, progressive secularism thinks we are the smartest people that have ever lived. Mm. And it looks at every generation in history as if they were idiots. Some inferior you know, intelligence. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's like, that's complete arrogance, you know, because, uh, and we see that today, like millennials will say, we're so much smarter than, you know, the, the, the generations before us. And, and again, I'm millennial, so I'm allowed to say that, but like, that's the ultimate form of it. And to, again, to think that these Romans who probably were the most sophisticated society ever to mm. exist in terms of radical advancement would not do their jobs in killing the guys right. and would be that duped and that dumb. And these Jewish leaders who had right. made a name for themselves would be that easily fooled. It's just 
a divorce from reality. It, it absolutely is. And I think you hit on a different, a, a good point talking about when he was resurrected, like the disciples, it wasn't really on their radar so much to the point they didn't even recognize him. Right. You know, exactly. It's like, yeah. it's like when Who's we this? go somewhere and we see someone out of context and we're like, that looks like so-and-so. And then we go to him, like, that is so-and-so. When people see us with like a hat and t-shirt on it, <laughs> and and like, like, seriously. It kind of looks like, oh, that's the pastor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, we usually wear suit and ties. That's so, yeah. right. All of the time. Yeah. But I think it's the same principle. It's like they, they literally, they were not expecting it. And so they, to record it this way, right. they make themselves look foolish for yeah. not getting right. it along the way, but it's recorded historically and accurately. Yeah. Uh, and they don't look like they have it right. all together. And so another key point to this is that uh, I think it's important for us to understand in, in this culture too, like this, the incredible impact and weight that the number of eyewitnesses yes, to Jesus being resurrected great has point. because you know it didn't he didn't just appear to one person he mm. didn't just appear to Mary he didn't just appear to John or to Peter he appeared to he didn't just appear to the disciples he appeared yeah. to the multitude right and and this culture who uh, again were some were still living when Paul wrote about the resurrection yes. so he's like go ask them Right. Yes. Go. Yes. Yeah, go like, ask them. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's important for us to, uh, to understand because this message it was such an oral culture where where word spread. I mean, you read mm. read the Gospels. It's like and word about Jesus and disciples was getting out, and you know there were crowds. It's mm -hmm. it's so different from how we operate as a culture now that if it weren't true. Uh, it just would not have spread or it would have spread mm. that it wasn't true. And so the really, I mean, historians agree on this looking back that it's it the, the, the likelihood of the disciples fabricating this account, right. you know, to, you know, to pull off, basically this would be the biggest scandal pull off of all time mm -hmm. if they were actually able to pull it off. And so historians agree. You think Ocean's Eleven and all that's <laughs> impressive? That's right. You think George Clooney pulled off yeah, a heist? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Way do you meet Peter? Uh, <laughs> he was yeah, afraid yeah. of a, you know, a girl who called him out. So, yeah, right. Um, and then, you know, even when you look at the details of, you know, it's in the scriptures where it talks about, and then he ate with us and he ate fish. What a random detail to add in there, but mm -hmm. Luke's giving these details. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, and I think Jesus, like he was hungry. He's back in his physical mm -hmm. body and he was hungry. And I think mm -hmm. also he's proving like, you know, here I, I am. And I think, you know, even the, the account of Thomas, you know, like, unless I see the wounds and Jesus shows in the wounds, mm -hmm. like these mm -hmm. details that are there that are mm -hmm. um, beautiful details that ultimately help us understand the truth and veracity of yeah. the accounts recorded in scripture. And, and this is the central part of our faith. I mean, you know, crucifixion with the resurrection and the ascension. And we do celebrate it every week. So when you think about Easter, um, we celebrate it every week. Um, and the truth is every Sunday is resurrection Sunday. Mm -hmm. So why do we celebrate Easter? Um, for us, I would just say it really is a recognition that our culture, um, will engage with a gospel message, yeah. whether that's not because, because it's a cultural thing. And so we make Easter a big deal because we know like last year, I think we had over 1200 people on our campus when we're averaging about 600 at that point mm -hmm. because of COVID. So, and we anticipate that or more this year. And we know a lot of those people are people who don't regularly sit down for 30 minutes and listen to someone talk about who Jesus is. And so that's why like we are not saying that Easter Sunday is a bigger deal in our faith than every Sunday, right. but we are saying in our culture, it is a opportunity we as a church have to leverage for the gospel. Why? 
when our mm. government has given us that, right? Yeah, when our society has given us that, yeah. why at Christmas the same, why would we not leverage that to help leverage people see the real truth of who Jesus was? Right. Absolutely. And I think we, uh, needs you to be involved. You know, yeah. <laughs> you need to be involved in this on Easter Sunday, welcoming people, being a part of creating that culture of just welcome. And I think, you know, you've probably heard before, you know, the, the Christers, like Christians who come at Christmas and Easter. And and that's also a reason why we're not going to make that joke. Yeah. You know? yeah. Because it's yeah, like, hopefully that's not you. Cause yeah, that's, yeah. You know, if it is, you're probably not listening. To right. This, that's but true. It, yeah. But it's also like, what you wouldn't waste that opportunity by demeaning someone, right? You know? Like yeah, this is yeah. an opportunity we have to reach people. I hear who, you, Justin. Yeah, so don't make that joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, but I mean, I know you weren't making that joke. Yeah, but I think that's just. I think I have said before, like, hey, it's good to see some of you. Look forward to seeing you again on Christmas. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> it's is, like they laughed. Yeah, yeah and and people know. Yeah, you know, yeah. but it's like we want to say, like, what we want to do on that on Easter Sunday is, like, it it really for the Christian should not be any different than yeah, any other right, worship gathering. Right. Except and for the fact that oh, a lot people are of people to hear about exactly, my Jesus, right? Yeah, like, are, yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. It is an opportunity to invite people who may never ever come uh, and hear that in a public setting like that. Now they hopefully will hear it from you as you share with them, uh, but they're hearing it. And so- And it's amazing the statistics and not just our church, but any church and number of people who end up trusting in Christ, how many of them can trace- what God's doing in their life back to, Hey, I, I went to church again on Christmas or I went yeah. to church again on Easter. Mm -hmm. And then I, this time I kept going like, right. So it is statistically. Right. Yeah. Even, I mean, it's the, it's the gospel seeds are planted yeah. and you just never know what the Holy spirit's going to do in someone. If it's like, if it's that next step of like that God's already working in them and he gets them here on Sunday and they hear it and they experience the worship of believers and they say, and it's what, that's what pushes yeah. them over the line of faith. Like, we have no idea how God uses it. So let's talk real, wrap it up with this real, real day today. So what difference does the resurrection make for us in how we live today? Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. We don't just eat, drink and be merry, man. Mm. It gives us purpose. It gives us hope. It gives us reason. Some, somebody posted the other day on Twitter that, that one day we'll read death's obituary and I, I didn't say it, but I almost retweeted and said, we already have. Yeah. <laughs> like Ooh. we have death is done, man. Mm -hmm. Like death is not final. Uh, the, the, the sufferings of this world are not worth comparing to the glory. They'll be revealed to us. And the assurance of all of that yeah. is the empty grave. Yeah, absolutely. It's I, not um, just a loving, loving, noble man. It's mm -hmm. a all powerful King. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I just think of, the hope of resurrection, you know, like Jesus was victorious over death and the hope that gives us and really the, the freedom that gives us now, because if, if, if that's true, then what, you know, and then if we believe we are set and sealed for all of eternity with Jesus, you know, Paul writes like, what's the worst that can happen to us for me to be absent from right. the body mm -hmm. is to be present Amen. with Christ, you know? And so we think like, okay, Lord, there's an eternal story that you've invited me on into and this physical life right now isn't the end uh there is coming a day when christ will return mm -hmm. when he will wipe every tear when every he will tear. restore all things he all says things. he's coming to make all things new and new you know I you think, should do this when i'm preaching that's right come on give me, come on. He'll get me mm -hmm. fired up mm -hmm. uh and i think you know a few weeks ago um my aunt passed away and we were having her funeral and um 
you know, I think my family has experienced a lot of death in the past few years. One of you guys a, have a, yeah. a lot of you yeah. know we have an extended family, and so grandparents, you know, aunts, and it's just uh, Christy's father. And I think you know each one of those, mm -hmm. um, it's hard. You know, and I, this aunt, you know, we were close, like as a family, we were close and um, my cousins are kind of like siblings. And so to be there with them, it's like, you know, this is hard, but also there was hope. Yeah. Like it really was like, it was hard, mm -hmm. but it was also beautiful and it was mm -hmm. celebratory and we laughed and we could laugh because it's like, she's alive. Like she Amen. knew Jesus. She walked with Jesus. Um, so we can have hope. And I think that's what this does for us. It's like, we're gonna see her again. She's, you know, like she's alive and she's like, y'all, I'm fine. Like <laughs> I'm with him. Like, you know, faith, faith, hope, and love. The greatest Amen. of these is love. Why? Because one day faith will not be necessary because hope, everything, we, we, everything we've mm. had faith in will be reality. Everything we've hoped for will be what we live in. And we will just be with the Lord and, that's amazing. So I'm hearing instead of live well, laugh much, uh, love often <laughs> or whatever, it's faith, hope, love. Faith, hope, love. That's Those right. are the greatest. Not live, laugh, love. That's right. Not live, faith, laugh, love. love. I mean, you can laugh because you have faith right. and you can laugh all those things, but, you know, and we should laugh a lot. But I just think that's what the resurrection does is it gives perspective. And, you know, I think that's why when we read like things that are in the scripture, like, you know, these light and momentary trials are preparing for us a weight of glory. That's beyond care. I think like, that's why it's because of the resurrection. So yeah, yeah. there are many mm -hmm. uh, trials right now, but none of them's gonna, none of them's victorious over death. Mm -hmm. None of them is gonna, none of them actually has the power to kill me, mm -hmm. you know, forever. Mm -hmm. So that's the power of the resurrection. So I just pray uh, for us as a, as a church family, as a faith family, as Christians in general, that the, the power of the resurrection is what motivates us to live on mission, to live mm -hmm. with real purpose, not just like our own personal mission statement purpose, but like our purpose in the kingdom of God to live that way. So, um, so Christians, so cook up your resurrection eggs. That's right. Cook your resurrection eggs, your resurrection rolls, eat the ham, whatever you're I mean, feast on Easter. We should, we should, we feast, should feast on Easter. Um, uh, because it is a celebration. So if somebody wants to prepare a feast for my family, because, uh, we'll be here all day serving, oh, please go ahead. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and yours too. Um, but, uh, We'll probably cook, so it's all right. So I would yeah. just say uh, this week, one, be in prayer. Pray expectantly uh, for Sunday. Two, invite people. Like this is just a great opportunity to invite people. And three, again, uh, be involved, be mm -hmm. serving, yeah. you know, be the ones who'll say, we're here, we're gonna greet, we're gonna welcome, we're gonna connect, we're gonna help everybody get where they need to be, meet people they need to meet, and ultimately point people to Jesus. Amen. So Word. that's it. Word. All right. Well, cool. Well, hey, thanks for joining us for this very special episode of Boggy Talk, talking about the very special day of Easter. And we hope that you'll join us next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.